What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to episode 762. Don't forget to head over to the Discord server or download our Google app for the second uh, segment with China Dow. Today, very important subject. As everybody knows, we released an interview of a former government official who was running for the U.S. Senate, who was on the inside and talked about how the feds and law enforcement would set up people to fail or even worse, set up people to commit crimes on their behalf so they can prove their worthiness, if you will. There has been many cases that this type of incidences could come into play. We're going to visit one of them cases. And it was very interesting in 2012 that Doc uh, Cavazos, or Cavazos, whatever you want to call him, I'm not that good at the English language, so we all know that, actually was trying to get Daryl Issa, he is a California rep, involved because, well, get his information he had on two cops, one ATF and another one that was with a police department, but they worked hand in hand, get the evidence that he had to him in regards of the loss of the Border Patrol agent in Fast and Furious. We're also going to show you a little tidbit, and we're going to keep on continuing this because it's a court case with a brief motion, whatever you want to have it, that talks about how the ATF set up a couple guys, and it was all on their behest. Meaning, they went in there, told them what they should do, and set them up. And that's entrapment as it is finest, and the court caught this agent up. Now, the ATF has a long history of doing this type of stuff. They have to be one of the worst federal law enforcement agencies in our country. They're bad. Now, I know a lot of you citizen cues don't want to believe that, but they are, and there's tons of cases that proved this. Now, let's go to this article, and you'll be interested to know the two cops that are in question in the Mongols' RICO case are mentioned in this article. It goes back that far, 2012. Let me uh, show you real quick. This was out of the Daily Breeze back in July of 2012, former Mongols hopes Fast and Furious probe will shed light on the ATF practices. Had to turn that phone off there. Again, former Mongols hope Fast and Furious probe will shed light on ATF practices. El Cavazos said he believes his own fight with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives over what he calls false evidence presented in federal court parallels the plight of the Kent and Josephine Terry, 
quote, I've sent a letter to the Terry family explaining my issues with the ATF. My situation ain't as bad as theirs. She lost the son, but we have to do something to stop the government from lying. Again, this had to do with Fast and Furious. I hope you guys know what it is, if not studied up a little bit. Uh, the Terry family uh, filed back then, and I have to look at it, a $25 million wrongful death suit against the federal government. The suit claims the ATF sent more than 1,400 guns to Mexico, where they fell into the hands of criminal gang members. The Terry's alleged the Justice Department covered up the ATF's role in the gun-running deal. ATF or something else, man. They really are. There's something else. Let's go down a little bit here. Now, you're going to notice or you're going to remember if you've been paying attention, we talked about uh, the stuff with Little Dave and stuff, which, you know, that's a drama and a half. That's a soap opera. But one picture that we did show of him having a beer with uh, last December was somebody called Chris Cervantes. He was from the Met Montebello Police uh, Department. He was a sergeant. And guess who his partner was? None other than ATF agent John Sassone. Now, in 2008, Caveos and 70 other members of the Mongols were arrested. I really wish I can get him on the show, man. He'd probably give us a big insight to a lot of this stuff. Uh, pr uh, were arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and sentenced to varying prison sentences for entering guilty pleas in the action the feds called Operation Black Rain. Now, both Al and his brothers Ruben, a former Mongols president, say the racketeering indictment relied on false testimony, false testimony, and remember... This was over, what, 77 members of the Mongols. So I don't know why anybody would be chummy with these guys. Say the racketeering indictment relied on false testimony from Cervantes and Sassoni. The brothers claim Sassoni and Cervantes, working for the ATF, lied about a shooting they witnessed in the parking lot of Nicola's, a commerce topless bar in April of 27, or 2007. The shooting and its aftermath played a large role in the ATF case against members of the group. So if it played a large role, and they were lying about it, these guys got hit for no reason at all. Authorities with the ATF and the Montebello Police Department dispute his claims and point to guilty pleas by Al and Ruben as proof. Well, as everybody knows, it's pretty hard to fight the government. They got a 98% conviction rate, and it is a lot of money to fight them. Now, David Centillion, current president of the Mongols at that time, says both brothers are out bad and no longer affiliated with the club. Huh. 
El Cavazos said his complaints to the Montebello Police Department and members of the Montebello City Council have fallen on deaf ears. Now, he filed a formal complaint with the Justice Department, which uh, he said he did not receive a response. In an email from the federal penitentiary where he's being held, Rubin said he is being punished for speaking out against the ATF's tactics. In order to get him to cooperate with the ATF, Rubin says authorities placed him in the general population of Latuna Correction Facility and hinted to other prisoners that he's a snitch. The government is hoping that I would ask for safety in return for, if not cooperation, at least my silence when it comes to my criticism and exposure of the ATF's corruption. I would rather die than lie for the FBI. Now, everybody has their opinions of Doc. That's another soap opera. But a lot of what he is saying is true about their ATF practices. Let's take a look at United States versus Roberts. Now, I'm going to give you a little rundown on what this case is. This had a deal with an undercover agent that went to some people and said, hey, I got a plan where we can rob a stash house, get some cocaine, and some money out of the deal. Now, that is the factual background of the case. Let me pull this one up right here. It's easier to go through that one than uh, the other one because there's some highlighted stuff in here. But anyway, what he did was he got these defendants together and he said, here's the plan. Repeat the plan. Let's go over the plan. And he was doing this for a while where he would make them memorize everything to do with their plan of robbing some st at Stash House. Well, it turns out the guy was an undercover. And what he did was, finally, one day, he came in and had them repeat it like they would. But this time, he had a recorder on him. Remember, he's the one that came up with the plan, made them memorize everything, and then once it was memorized, he came in with the recorder, and he got them on a conspiracy. The factual background of this case, and I'm going to go over the highlighted stuff, to lure citizens into a conspiracy with the government, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, Special Agent John Carr participated in a conspiracy to rob a stash house. In this case, the stash house that Agent Carr imagined had, and you heard that, right? Imagine. 20 to 25 kilograms of cocaine was unrelated to drug cartels and was guarded by two older men. Now, he pretended to be a courier at this imagined stash house where he would, in his own mind, pick up a few kilos of coke 
after a shipment came in and transport the cocaine to Las Vegas. Now, he imagined that he had all kinds of financial troubles and wanted to assemble a crew to rob this stash house. <laughs> anyway, you know where I'm going with this. Like I said, I gave a brief overview of the case. Agent Carr would be present in the stash house to allow his co-conspirators, even though he's the one who brought it to them, entry into the stash house and provide for their escape in a vehicle that would be provided. What the evidence shows is that Agent Carr, in this case, was a participant in the conspiracy from which he received drugs or money to pay his fictitious debt. The government used two paid confidential informants to convince citizens to join Agent Carr's scheme. CI1 was paid $2,500 for his work. CI2 paid $6,100. These CIs were paid to convince individuals, again, convince individuals to meet with Agent Carr and join his scheme. It was this agent that came up with everything. Entrapment to say the least right there. You have to wonder if it's criminal what he was doing. Now, let's go down, 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 down uh, the legal standards right there. And it gives a bunch of case numbers that they're arguing within the stuff. Uh, the Equal Protection Clause uh, provides, and they put it up, the equal protection of laws for all persons. Going down some more here. Now, a, the known criminal characteristics and individualized suspicion of the defendants. Before recruiting these defendants, the government knew two things about them. They were from a poor neighborhood and minorities. This was ensured by how the government used its paid informants to try to lure these men into the government scheme. This is the government scheme, by the way. To be clear, the government was not trying to infiltrate a pre-existing criminal organization, nor approaching individuals already contemplating robbing a stash house. These guys, they had no intention. They weren't talking about robbing one until it was brought to them. Now, if we were to accept the government's absurd proposition that prior drug possession was proof of propensity for drug trafficking, then the current president of the United States, at least one former president, at least one judge being considered for appointment to the Supreme Court of the United States, would, accordingly to the government's theory, be just the types with propensity to narcotic trafficking. Basically, they were talking about these guys had previous deals going on and they got busted whatever it may be and that's why they said they could approach them and do something like this the government's inducement of a $600,000 payout to residents of a poor neighborhood quote may lead astray otherwise law-abiding young men living in poverty 
and motivate them to make a false or exaggerated claims about their qualifications to serve as participants in a proposed uh, venture, including claims about private or prior criminal experience that lacks any substantial basis in truth. And it goes on and on about how they set these guys up. Agent Carr, again, he's been tore up on the witness stand, not only in this case, but others. The government uh, crime is is a lie and falsehood. Agent Carr was lying to the defendants the whole time. Everything Agent Carr said was part of his fraud on the defendants. If Agent Carr was not acting on behalf of the government, he could be charged for fraud in this scheme. Agent Carr, for all purposes, planned the robbery and conspiracy from beginning to end. He did that from beginning to end. Now, is it plausible what Doc was talking about with these two cops is the same thing? Let's see here. Where are we going here? Oh, okay. Let's read this again. Because these are two players going all the way back to minimum of 2012, where they're mentioned in the news that had a lot of play with these cases with the Mongols. Sergeant Chris Cervantes, now he's a former one. That's one you've seen at that bowling alley. And his partner, ATF agent John Sassone. Lots of uh, interesting details in there, and you got to research the background of a lot of the cases that we bring, especially the soap opera stuff. You're just hearing what one person said, the other. You're not looking at all the evidence, especially the haters. You got to look at it as a whole. One thing that is concrete. And I've said this and said this and said this. Is the ATF is the absolute worst government agency. They're known for their dirty tactics. And they got a hard on for MCs all the time. So with that video last week, it was amazing that somebody actually came out and said yes. We do this type of stuff, and it gets people hurt, it gets people killed, and you're actually going out there, like in the case of this car guy from the ATF, setting people up where otherwise they wouldn't have done nothing. Nothing. But you entice them with $600,000, they come from a poor neighborhood. Of course, they're going to want to make a score. And that's the type of stuff that happens to club members all the time, especially with these undercovers or these CIs. They got to get something on you. So if they can't, hey, brother, can you help me out here? We can do this. We can do that. It'll help me get out of this situation. See how this all works. 
So for the citizens out there that don't think this happens, you're messed up. Because the ATF has been proven over and over again. And I can't believe they're still even around after Fast and Furious. To be corrupt. And will do anything they can to get their bust. Let me know your comments uh, below. Don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube. We're going to take a music break. We'll be right back with I'm a doll.
reaching back into the golden vault of solid gold rock. Sister Christian. WMMR. Oh, yeah, guys, doing welcome to the second segment. Uh, we got the China doll here. We're going to be picking on her a little bit today. Oh, what, what the am hell? I, what are you talking about? I do it every day, I think. Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah, why stop now? Why stop now? We got a very interesting subject today. I had to just talk about it. Uh, because yesterday was your birthday. Yeah. And you turned 49. Yeah. And you're getting up there in age. Oh, Lord. Here we go. So I was like, <laughs> I had a question. I was like, okay, men, women, all that good stuff. I said to myself, when is it too old to have sex anymore? Now, I've heard the stories where there was two old geezers. Oh, God. <laughs> That got caught up laying in bed, porking each other, and they were like 70 years old. And I'm sitting here thinking, how the hell it's called did a, he get it up? It's called a blue pill. A blue pill. <laughs> but where does the sexual desire actually end? Never. Because I know people that say after a certain age, oh man, I'd rather go fishing. <laughs> That's my sister now. <laughs> Instead of having sex. <laughs> I had to do some research. And you did some research too. Now I believe it affects men more than women. Because women, it seems like after they get a certain age, that's all they want to do is fuck. Ouch, you said the F word. Stop swearing. <laughs> that's all they want to do. You said the F word. You shouldn't say that word in public. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I'm pretending I'm PC. <laughs> oh, you're pretending you're PC. That ain't going to work on this show at all. No, never. <laughs> I just thought I'd try. Now, with the invention of the blue pill, I have to say it's given, or given men a new lease on life. They get their peckers hard, which is sometimes a problem. Now, I don't know if it's medical or the woman just sucks. Or both. Or both. I don't know. Because be. some women, as they get older, they start to suck. And not literally. <laughs> You're terrible. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Man, somebody has a guilty conscience over here. <laughs> I'll suck, dude. <laughs> no. So you went and done some research. Yep. And you researched women. And you researched men. Yeah, and I came up with how sex drive changes through the years on both sides. On both sides of the aisle. Yeah. And this is proven fact. But have you heard of two old people porking? Yeah, of course. Who hasn't? I don't. I thought porking in the human mind or the human genome was to have babies. So that that's the only reason why you think people have sex no, is just to make babies. No, that's the drive behind it. No, no. That's just like the old saying when there's a woman and if a man feels like she was out cheating, she'll he'll go deeper into her to spray his seed in case the other guy's seed is in there. 
So he has to make sure. That's just a human condition. What the hell? I read it somewhere. Well, what the hell are you reading? You reading Cosmo again? No, I'm not re- reading Cosmo. <laughs> this was actually a study. I think you're reading Cosmo. No, not Cosmo. Not my women's species Bible, no. Yeah, I think that's what you're reading. You need to stop reading Cosmo. No, I read a research study because I study before I uh, do a show to try to get a little updated on what's going on. Where you, you try winging it. I just... I just see somebody post that there's more VD in an old folks' home than in a horror house. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It really is. Which is funny because that was so an episode on Grey's Anatomy last week. What, BD in an old folks' home? Uh, yeah, like a major, major climb of a sexually transmitted disease in an old folks' home. And the one lady kept saying, I'm not having sex, but they all had... Oral sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were sucking on schwanzes. And they all had the same thing. You know what? Uh, that, I guess, is a big popular thing on Pornhub is uh, watching Granny suck a dick. Ew. You watching? No, I don't. It, 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 like, grosses me out. You're watching. Then how would you know? It pops up. How would you Why know? I do my research. How would you know? Then I look Why at you. Why are you doing research on Pornhub? Because, uh, you know, when I do the subject, I want to know. Inquiring Minds yes. checks Pornhub first. Just like you. I don't You're check granny. Porn. I don't, I, I'm a hot granny. <laughs> I got you know, five grandbabies. You know how she just shut up right there? Like I did not <laughs> shut up. I'm a hot grandma. I don't care what you say. I got five grandkids proud of it. Well, yeah, but you're still a I'm hot. Just get over it. You're a cougar. That's all right. And I'm a year older now because of yesterday. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm older than you now. But let's go over (laughs) the different types. How can I say? Here we go. Men in your 20s. Okay, let's go. Testosterone and hormone need for sexual arousal is very high in a man's 20s. Well, we all knew so that. So is their what sex the drive. Teens? What about the teens, though? I, it doesn't talk about the teens. It goes for the 20s all the way up okay, to senior citizen. Okay, let's talk citizen. about the teens. Do you think it's a lot bigger in uh, the teenage years? Well, I think the highest anybody's levels could be is in their teenage years as far as guys. But they're underdeveloped. They're underdeveloped. They don't know what they're doing. That's what I say all the time. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I have to admit, first time I porked a brown, I was like, holy shit, did I just get that bitch pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, did you? No. Uh, are, are you sure? I was lucky. Are you sure? She actually started birth control when she got with me, because I was a horny fucking rabbit. All I wanted to do is pork. Pork? That's it. That's pork. all I wanted to do. Pork. I wanted to fucking. That just sounds funny. I wanted to fuck like a rabbit. That's all I wanted to do. So she says, "You know what? You know, with you, that rubber's gonna fucking break, and you know, we're gonna have little freaking Hollywoods running around and shit like that. And so I got to get on the pill. She's gotta get on something because your pullout method sucks. Uh, it does. It's bad. It does. It's so bad. <laughs> That's why I say, at I don't know, the peak of a man has to be like eighteen. No." <laughs> What is it, then? <laughs> Why are you making me s- skip all kinds of info? Okay, go with your info. God. 
So, anywho. 8% in their 20s actually report erectile dysfunction. 8% of men. No. Yep. In their 20s? Yep. That just means the broad is no good. No, usually it could be medical or mental health. So they need a helmet during sex. Oh my God, you're bad. Just throw a helmet on them. They'll be better. And women in their 20s. Yeah. If and when they choose to have sex, they say that female desire might go up as fertility starts to decline toward the end of their 20s. So during their 20s, they don't like sex. During their 20s, they're not very sexual. Like, they're not horny toads like you men are. And that's because they're afraid of getting popped and pregnant. Basically. And is that psychological? What? It is psychological. It's very psychological. But it has nothing to do with health. It's sex, uh, psychological. Yep, it's all psychological because they think every time they have sex, they're going to get knocked up. <laughs> While us men do look at hips, and it's a scientific fact that the reason why we look at the hips is to see if they're good for babies. True. But now... When you get to the men's 30s and early 40s, men continue to still have a strong sex drive through these years, although the testosterone starts to slowly decrease around 35. Okay, let's explore the time period without rushing here. Okay, but there wasn't much about the 20s. It like was more about stuff in the 30s and 40s. Now, do you agree with them that a man in their 20s likes the pork more? Yeah, teens to 20s, definitely, all the way up to probably 30. Is that the experience you had? Yeah. Yeah, y'all are a bunch of horny bastards. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of like a flip later on when we're talking. Yeah, basically, like, when 35 rolls around for men, they start to not, they claim, I'm not saying all men, not saying all men, but majority majority at around 35 their sex drive starts to peak downward and i think that's because at that point psychologically for a male and the scientific evidence is because there's no more babies to be made pretty much it says that their sexual uh, their sexual desire actually decreases about 1% a year after the age of 35 Really? So if you add 100% at the age of 35, Mm -hmm. it goes down 1% each year. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, that can, uh, you know, that can explain why a blue pill is needed. It's not the man, it's the desire that's backed up. It's the desire and the the testosterone decreases. Mm -hmm. So when you have less testosterone... You know, so that that confuses me. A guy that goes on steroids to beef up his testosterone, his dick gets smaller. I thought it would get bigger. Shrinks. It gets <laughs> shrinky. It's a shrinky dinky. <laughs> but you think the added testosterone would make him want to have sex more? Mm, he probably wants it. He probably wants it more. But his 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 junk ain't as attractive. His junk ain't an extra. It does it. Ha- does a penis have to be attractive for a well, woman? Well, no to penises do that? are attractive. They're all ugly. 
I don't care what anybody says. Dicks and balls are nasty looking. <laughs> but you guys want them all the time. It doesn't mean we want to stare at them. <laughs> really? Interesting. Who the hell wants to stare at a dick? That's why women don't like dick pics. Most women can't stand them. Tell me why. Because they're not pretty. They're not pretty like yours, right? That's like if I sent a pic, I mean, that's kind of cute, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I ain't gonna lie. There are some dick pics that are, you know, you get that are like, hey. (laughs) But then there's others you're like, why'd you send that? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Huh. There are some that are good to look at. So that don't make sense that you girls think all dicks look shitty. I didn't say all. Most. Oh, now it's most. It's most. Now it's most. It's most. There are, there are those few that are nice to get in pictures. Because then you can imagine stuff. I'm so, I'm so going to hell. <laughs> You're all confused here. I'm so going to hell. All confused. Some people don't like dick pics. Some people do. I mean, it's like, it's their choice. I mean, if they don't want a dick pic, then tell them, don't fucking send a dick pic. Uh-huh. If you like them, then fucking go for it. Get as many as you want. Do you find Do it... a dick collection album. I don't care. Do you find that women get more dick pics uh, when the guy's in the 20s or when they're older? That the When guys, they're older. They start sending them. When they're older. Because they're trying to compensate for their testosterone. <laughs> they're trying to. And proving that they don't need a blue pill. You guys put too much pressure on men. How do we put pressure on you guys? We're not the ones that uh, dictate your damn testosterone. At the same time, though, you try to make people feel bad. That's a woman. That's what they do. Man, I've gotten a few dick pics in my time that I've enjoyed. (laughs) But you said they're ugly. Well, dicks are ugly. Well, balls are ugly. Okay, balls are ugly. See, we got her talking in circles now. Oh, you know. (laughs) Balls are ugly. Balls are always going to be ugly. I don't give a crap what anybody says. (laughs) So, uh, that's what I don't get. You know, uh, the old wrinkly balls and shit like that. (laughs) And you got got two senior citizens going at it, man. Because she's just as wrinkly, so what's it matter? <laughs> is that why they always talk about holding uh you know turning off the lights at night it came from the senior citizens the senior citizens don't want to see what they're doing they turn the lights off forget about it ain't no more sex in the daytime <laughs> and don't have to worry about getting pregnant unless you're brigitte nielsen oh god didn't she have a baby in her 60s that uh, i don't even know she's different she's like the ugliest broad she got hit with an ugly stick you know when men get into their 30s and their 40s, it says that uh, for many, not all, it says many, many. The stress of work, family, and other commitments can affect how interested they are in sex. Well, I have to agree 100% because when you're tired from working all day, all you want to do is come home, eat, sit on the couch, and just get a blowjob. You don't want to have sex where you got to exert yourself. That's where women have to start understanding. Yeah, but then you got to compete because women in their 30s and early 40s, this is the time when their sex drive is the strongest. Well, that's too fucking bad. That's where I started the Blow and Go Club. 
And it'd be interesting to find out. Because we got a lot of old peoples in that listen old, to like us. Old like what, you? No, man. I'm like 50, 60. You're almost 50. I know. But you're still older. <laughs> For five months, really. Do you need the blue pill? Or do you get excited? Or do you need AIDS of Pornhub? Very interesting question that I have to ask. So you're talking all the all the graybeards. You want to know whether or not they need extra assistance to get their junk up? Yes, because according to this, uh, it's one percent after thirty five. So if you know, you say I don't know, fifty five years old, you already lost ten percent of 20. your sex drive. Twenty. I thought it was one percent a year. I'm saying twenty. 55 and they're 35? Hello. Oh, okay. My that fault. would be 20%. Okay, 20% of your shit. <laughs> your math is so bad. The only thing I can count is cash. Anyway, uh, so that's 20%. See, this could explain why older women like younger men. <laughs> this is true, but do older men like younger women? I think that's a debate right there. Older men do like younger women, but there are those few that like older women because older women, as the song goes, make good lovers. No, I yeah. think it's because... Yeah, you just don't like that song. Older women... You just don't like that song. I think they're more mature. That's because older women know what they're doing. I'm not talking sex-wise. I'm talking personality-wise, all that shit. Where younger ones are like, dude, shut the fuck up. That's the way you look. It's like, shut up. You want the younger women to stop talking? Yes. And just start sucking. That's that about it. Saying? That's what they're good for. Oh, okay. Now, does women lose any percentage of their sex drive? Well, in their 30s and 40s, that shows that 20, from the ages of 27 to 45, they had more frequent and more intense sexual fantasies than a younger or older woman. Now, hold on a second here. Grandpa Slayer, you're 60, and sometimes I take a pill, no complaints. I get a 18-year-old hard on every time. So, he needs assistance at that time. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with it, I'm just saying. You know, when do I have to get my prescription pills? That's what I'm asking, you know. If you, you, it's 55, now. 60, now. 70. <laughs> Go get one now. <laughs> That's where we're trying to get to. <laughs> Go get one now. Oh, I don't need one right now. <laughs> Go get one anyways. <laughs> because then it'll be longer than the blow and go. Two minutes. No, see, so. you can't go against the BNG uh, I can rules. totally go against those rules. Yes, I no, can. No. Because women want more than two minutes of pleasure. Okay, we've covered that a million times. So going and back... even the dog's making noise. She fucking agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Zena was just making... She was just moaning. And see, she agrees with me. She knows. But after 35, you think it's not only the testosterone, but the health problems creep up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's when y'all got to start go getting your butthole checked. <laughs> I wouldn't talk about that right Shut now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just walked into that. I should not have said that. <laughs> I just totally walked into that. We're going to leave that alone. 
Should we, though? Yes, we should. <laughs> After the music break, uh, we're going to be talking about that anyway. No, we're not. You brought it up. <laughs> I shouldn't have. I'm changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yourself. Go. China dolls something special, I got to admit. Oh. She walks into everything <laughs> with me. I don't bring it up, but she does. <laughs> We're going to talk about women and having kids. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you son of a bitch. I know I'm not going to be able to shut you up. No, nah, I'm going to fucking start throwing shit at you i'm gonna become that hispanic woman and just start throwing shoes at your shit shut up <laughs> right asshole okay let's go over some more info we'll talk about that after the music break but we're not going to one yet go ahead women when they have kids all right at any age pregnancy and childbirth have a big impact on the sex life but it's different for everybody your body and your hormone changes without pregnancy that means a boost in libido at times, especially during the second trimester, and the lack of desire at others. Uh -huh. Wow. You may realize that a lot of women, when they're pregnant, a lot, I'm not saying all, but a lot of women are extremely horny. <laughs> well, what I say is you should have pumped them in the ass, that way they didn't get pregnant. It's perfect birth control pills from the medieval times. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no. But then after childbirth, they got breastfeeding, raising the kids and work that affect things and their energy. So the interest that they have in sex like right after childbirth is like very different for women. How so? Because you got somewhat, you got. Is it because I, you I guys think it's are like wide as a I, tunnel. I think it's like a fifty percent, like fifty fifty thing. You got the one fifty percent where you got the one half where their sex drive is like it's it's just history. It's just like they could care less. They just pop the kid out their vagina and uh, they 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 don't want to do have nothing to do with nothing. Because you know you got about six to eight weeks have, after having a kid that you can do anything anyways. Bullshit, you're still pumping in the ass. No, thank you. God, why you always gotta go to the butthole? Because you don't want to put it to waste. Then you got the... <laughs> you got the, uh... The other half where, you know, they hit their six to eight week mark after having a kid and their hormone levels are sky high and all they want to do is fuck all the time. It's a 50-50 crapshoot. It is, totally. Because, okay, I'll use myself as an example. After I had our daughter, after the six to eight weeks, I didn't want to have nothing to do with nothing. But then after I had our son, which I had our daughter regular delivery, I had our son C-section. Mm -hmm. And after him, after about the, you know, the time you need to heal from a c-section man i wanted sex all the fucking time but you're also in your 30s i was i had him at 30 so that means you're actually matching what they're their saying. criteria yeah the criteria of the article so it goes up yeah and i was 23 when i had our daughter so i was mm. just like yeah no don't want nothing nah then when you get in the 30s you wanted something yeah. 
Now, do you women lose anything or you gain? So it's actually the opposite effect with you guys. I think it's the opposite effect. I think as women get older, they want it more. Is that because they feel like they're running out of time to have babies? No. I think because once... I'm talking about the psychology behind it, not uh, the pleasure of it. Could that be the reason why women want to do it more as they age because they know they're running out of time. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of women out there that when they know that their clock is winding down to having kids, that they want to have it more because they want to have kids. Mm. But then you got the other end of the spectrum where kids aren't even an option anymore and they just want to have it because they want it. They want it. Well, and then they talk about women in menopause. You got pre-menopause, you got actual menopause, and then you got post-menopause. Well, when's the pre-menopause usually start out? In their early 40s. So early 40s mm. is pre-menopause, mm-hmm. but you assholes are wanting it more. I don't get that. Basically, through from, from I'd say, I believe it's 42 to like 51 is when the pre-menopause... Menopause and postmenopause happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole time you still want more sex. I thought it was that would have the and opposite. Not, that's why it's not all women. There are women on that spectrum that want to have absolutely nothing to do with sex when they're going through menopause. And maybe that's why older men want a younger woman. Well, yeah, because they want the younger women because they ain't got to worry about, oh, she's in menopause. Great. Not getting none. Do do you feel like as a woman gets older, they fall into that trap of telling their significant other that, hey, you know, we only have sex once a month, whatever, blah, 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 and make a man suffer. And then they wonder why they go out and cheat. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that happens in a lot of relationships where the sex only occurs once a month and they plan it. It's not spon- plan it or and they not spontaneous about it. Well, no, not could it be okay? Fr- the third Friday of the month. <laughs> no, I'm talking not planning it, but okay. It seems like you're only getting it once or twice a month. Could it be that they're falling into the trap of where? They had the opposite effect of a high sex drive during menopause or pre-menopause. Yeah. And that's... Could they be to blame then? I mean, a lot of women blame it on menopause. I blame my high sex drive on (laughs) post-menopause. We're talking about pre here. Oh, pre. I didn't even know I was going through it and a lot of women don't. Mm Mm-hmm. The only but way to... there could be a psychological or chemical type of imbalance that prevents them from having sex more than once or twice a month. Yes, 100%. It's a hormone thing. And the only way to know if that's what the issue is is to go get a blood test done. But, here's the big but. <laughs> Would you blame a man for going out and getting some, even though it's really not her fault? Me personally or in general? In general. In general? Uh, would a woman blame a man? For- no, could you blame a man for going out, getting it somewhere else, even though it might be medical on the woman's part for not giving it to him? Well, I mean, if we're talking on a personal, like me personally, would I, would I get mad? I wouldn't, but <laughs> other women would. 
Mm-hmm. Other women would. They'd be like, well, you should be standing by my side. Standing by your side. While they ain't giving it any, giving any, putting out, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. Well, take I, you out of it. Let's talk about women I, in I'm general. Not, I am not, I'm not putting me in there. I'm just saying I wouldn't expect men in general, you know, m- not all, some, to stand there and deal with the fact of not getting any. I kind of feel bad for them. So it comes back to feeling bad for them. Well, I mean, yeah. Why not just, uh, you know, pony up, get some uh, porn money together, keep them happy? Give them a Now, does their lack of sexual desire, does that extend to a woman saying, I don't feel like giving a hand job, I don't feel like giving a blow job, or is it just, I don't want to have sex? And if they don't want to, ha- if it's just I don't want to have sex, why don't they take the extra step of, say, giving head or a hand job to keep the man happy if she can't perform in bed? Well, I agree. I think that if she can't perform, then she should, you know, still help hook her man up. Because you can't say that, well, I don't want to have sex. That but there's other options. There's other options. What if they don't want to do them options? Then I think that should be the time when the spouse should go, maybe you need to go get checked out. <laughs> See if you're broken. What do you mean broken? The hormone, what do you mean? hormone imbalance. Now, I wonder if there's any way of fixing that. There is a way of fixing hormone imbalance. A hormone imbalance, they just put you on hormones. And that gives you a higher sex drive. Yeah. I don't get women, though. You guys use too many excuses. I, I'm really I don't, sorry. It's not excuses. I mean, Well, if you can't have sex, you don't feel like having sex, what's wrong with you saying, okay, I'm going to give you a head, or I'm going to give you a hand job? What's wrong with saying that? There's nothing wrong with saying that. Or is there vindictiveness in there? There's no vindictiveness in there. Sometimes they don't want it. They have absolutely no interest in sex whatsoever at all. But they can't take the five, ten minutes to please their, you know. Well, some men take longer than that. Well, whatever. They can't sit there and uh, do that for, you know, take 20 minutes out of their life to help out here so he don't go and uh, find somebody else. Well, they can. It's just... So, but I find a lot of women, and I hear about a lot of women, don't do that. That they choose not to? They choose not to. Because they want to have misery. You know, company loves misery. Misery enjoys company? Yeah. Man, you're really nailing the women, saying it's all the women's fault, huh? No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, you are. That's what I'm you're doing. Your questions. You're finger pointing. You're finger pointing. How am I finger pointing? Well, then... As a man, and you notice that your woman has absolutely no interest in sex, why aren't you telling them that they just, that they should go to the doctor and get checked and see if something's wrong? Well, maybe most men should do that. Well, why wouldn't they? Because something like that. Because all it takes is one freaking blood draw. Well, and a lot of one people frickin- wouldn't know that. Well, I'm letting them all know now. All it takes is one vial of blood to get tested to see if your hormones are fucking screwed and you're going through because that is the only way to find out if you're physically going through menopause besides blood the, test. besides the symptoms and not droopy tits or anything oh shut up with the droopy boobs if you ain't got boobs like me they don't droop 
But when the, I got to ask the question, when does a woman's tits start drooping? But go ahead. Oh, my God. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but all they have to do is if they're seeing that their female is no longer interested in sex, it's one of two reasons. One, their hormones are fucked up, and all it takes is a, a lab to draw one vial of blood to see whether or not their hormones are imbalanced. If the answer comes back as yes, then guess what? They can put you on hormones to get you back into whack and get things back rolling again. Problem is, if the woman says, nah, I don't want to go on hormones, you're fucked. But majority women do if it's offered by their doctor. Very interesting. Well, we'll be right back after this music break. We're going to learn a little bit about China, doll and continue this conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leave me alone.
sun My friends are dying And I just wanna come home The stars are under a different sky Your friends must be working Cause I'm still alive This place is so cold And I just wanna come home I'm fighting I'm bleeding Continuing this conversation. Oh, geez. Here we go. Continuing this conversation. What part? What happens in the 50s? I'm very interested to know that because we got a lot of gray beards in their 50s now. Men in their 50s and beyond. If you're in good physical and mental health, 
There is no reason you shouldn't enjoy a sex life as you get older. But erectile There's dis- always a but. Erectile dysfunction does become more common as you age. Why? Because of lack erections, of testosterone? I'm not done. Erections may happen less often and be be less firm. Less firm. Usually it says it, it is common with age, but like things like heart disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, obesity, you know, and the drugs that treat those issues can cause a lot of issues. That's why I'm, I'm confused why men uh, in their later 50s and 60s still want to do all that exertion and not, uh, they have a heart attack. And then you get the men in their 60s and 70s still want to pump away. But see, people don't come to realize that a lot of times if you're on medication, side effects of those medication is what's causing your problem. It's not you as a person and it's not your spouse. It is your meds that are causing. Meds do cause a lot of problems. It is medication that causes. Well, then there's a choice between not taking the meds and fucking. No, there is a choice in between just getting a blue pill and then you can still fuck. But no, you can't because if you're on beta blockers or you're on a pill that slows your heart rate down, you can't take that kind of stuff. Well, then you have to go through other options. Well, what's the options? Well, I guess the options would be a blow and go. The I'm one ahead. thing I never wanted to hear come out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm ahead of the curve, people. I'm ahead of the curve. The one fucking thing I never wanted to say. Now, after 45, the testosterone, does it double its rate of losing? Instead of 1% a year, does it double to like 2 or 3% a year? No. No, it no. just goes 1%. One, they, they, they estimate 1%. No, so, not... But some can be more. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the main is like 1%. Right. My dog about to get the shit slapped out of her. By the cat. Yeah. The pussy's attacking. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're talking about health problems. Yeah. Well, and then, you, and then you did question about the women's estrogen level, like their hormone level. That's like their testosterone for a man. Yeah, basically. Well, women in their 50s and beyond is when, like from 50 on is when their estrogen levels drop, which will cool off their libido. Their libido. Yeah. But some women just defy that shit. Fuck yeah. Some women... Are the opposite. Now, you think after 45, another reason why a man and a woman lose a lot of sexual interest is because they have to get a colonoscopy? God, Jesus, here you go. I'm just wondering. this was going to (laughs) happen. I'm asking a question. You know, medically speaking, those over the age of 45 should be getting colonoscopies. Now, there's a a very good reason for that because they look for polyps for cancer. yes. And it's important in women just as it is in men. Yes. From 45 on. So I don't know why there's a reason why people get all freaked out when they have to have a freaking uh, camera put up their ass. Especially women because they've already got (laughs) colon cleanses all their life. Not all women. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Fuck off. I hate you. <laughs> why you hate me? I'm bringing up a damn thing here. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why you're bringing it up, stupid. I don't know. I'm just bringing it up, you know, just came the money. The one that sits here and tells you every fucking day, no thank you to your fucking colon cleanses. He's <laughs> <laughs> going for a colonoscopy next month. I didn't say that. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Why you turned all red? Thank God my ass will be knocked out for that shit. Talking about a rim job. Fuck off. <laughs> so I'm, what, get, I'm getting a twofer. I'm getting a upper GI and a fucking. So they're gonna explore your whole digestive tract. Yeah. So why are you worried about a colonoscopy? Because I ain't never had one, and I'm the one, the big first person to say no, thank you <laughs> for colon cleanses. But I guess it's gonna be fine because I'm gonna be unconscious. <laughs> and now I'm sure a lot of our listeners have had one. I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. There ain't no risk, are there? Except waking up with a sore ass. <laughs> <laughs> Except for waking up and having a cup and go. What the fuck? So what be like, oh my god, why do I get a shit? <laughs> <laughs> what procedure did they say you have to do to get ready for one of these? Oh my Jesus. My tiny tummy is not going to be able to tolerate this freaking five-day procedure. You got to drink all kinds of magnesium, what is it, magnesium sulfite or some shit. Uh-huh. Then you got to have Ducalax. Then you got to have fucking Miralax. Then you, oh my God. They don't want to look. They don't want to look at poopy butthole. Poopy. <laughs> but people got to comprehend. My stomach is tiny, so this is going to be a challenge. And then the day before, which happens to be 4th of fucking July, mm-hmm. I can't eat food. Can't eat food. I cannot eat food until after my procedure, which is not until 2.30 on the 5th. So they don't want to look at corn. (laughs) Hey, man, sometimes people poop corn and don't even know where it came from. Well, this is a serious subject now. Uh, It's used to look for changes such as a swollen, irritated tissue, polyps, or cancer in the large intestines and the rectum. Yes. During a colonoscopy, a long, flexible tube is inserted into the rectum. Now, see, there's one thing people don't understand, though. I mean, I went through gastro bypass surgery, which means my intestines were bypassed. So a lot of my intestines aren't even hooked up Mm. anymore. (laughs) Well, my question is this. As long as it's a long, long, flexible tube... Then you shouldn't have a problem with an anal colon cleanse with me. You already got used to it. It's a long tube. Fuck off. Still. <laughs> still going to be telling you no thank you. Still going to be no thank now, you. Now, it's going to take, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Maybe up to a week for the patient to fully recover. Meaning you're going to walk around like a horse just fucked in the ass. Shut <laughs> up. That's what it says. I don't care. Now, it's usually not painful because you're going to be asleep. Yeah. But afterwards, it says you're going to have hell. Oh, fucking great. Thanks for telling me. That means, well, and it also says that you have to be accompanied by an adult. <laughs> you're not coming. You're not I'm an not adult. I'm not coming, huh? You're not an adult. <laughs> so, well, you know, you'll probably be afraid, you know, with me coming in. Because I'll probably be cracking jokes the whole fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) 
until it's me, then I won't be cracking jokes. Yeah, you're going to be the one videotaping me when I come out of it going, Oh, I should. You just gave me a, an idea. You got to cup and go. I'm going to look at you probably fucking throat punch you. <laughs> what do you guys think? Let's take a vote. Should Hollywood... <laughs> no. Say no. Film. No. Or video. China now before and after <laughs> the calling cleanse. No. I think so. <laughs> no. I think it'll be educational. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> she all red over here like, you son of a bitch, I'm going to poison you. No, I think it'll be a good it, idea. Just keep it my... Man, I'm going to tell Chaser punch. I'm going to punch Chaser. <laughs> he said yes. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to start Hollywood do it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to throw shit at you and throat punch you and fucking and stomp when the, on the your And the doctor nut. says, why are you videoing? I'm going to say for my audience, I'm trying to be educational. Maybe I'll interview the doctor. About my butthole? About your butthole. <laughs> You know how they come in and give you, you know, talk to you. Oh, you did good and stuff, and you're all half out of it. It's so like, they dude, can, what so, the fuck you talking about? So they can come in, and first they're going to tell me about how small my stomach is and how big my ulcer is. So that'll be fun. And, and they'll how give big me your pic- butthole is. <laughs> my butthole's tiny. So it's <laughs> it's going to be a short story. Yeah, but I'll make a freaking documentary on it. You know, a nice oh my 15 God. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Chaser says it, it's a fuck ass rumple in your man car. <laughs> <laughs> he dared me. Sorry. I hate you all. <laughs> he dared me. He dared me. Oh, I gotta do it now. Car- karma's a bitch. Karma. Oh my god. Dirty Nob says get pictures <laughs> of my butthole. <laughs> No. We'll be right back. Uh, Cars against you, man. Just keep 
time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Okay, here we go. China Doll over here all pissed off because I'm going to be recording her colonoscopy. You're not recording the whole thing. Bullshit, man. They just called me out. I got to. You can record before and after. They're not going to let you in the fucking room, Well, I know that, but, you know, I'm going to ask the doctor beforehand if she's going to be walking like a horse fucker in the ass. Oh, my God. You're such a tard. You don't think I will? You will. (laughs) I already know. I'm going to be interviewing him. Or her. Is it a her? Now, how would that make you feel about women if she sticks something in your ass? I might throw a punch her. <laughs> I better like it. That's all I'm saying. What do we got for today? All right. Since we're all going to hell, I figured I'd just, you know, start it off with a bang here. Literally up the ass. In the seventh circle of hell, sinners must endure what? A colonoscopy. For, for all eternity. <laughs> A colonoscopy <laughs> without sedation. <laughs> that, that's what you gotta, you know, or you, that's what you gotta deal with. That's gonna be your punishment. My punishment is going on the fifth of July and getting a colonoscopy. Yeah, but if you go to hell, the seventh level is gonna be your colonoscopy. Rude. Every day for eternity. And you know what yours is gonna be? I'm gonna do like they do in Little Nicky and. Shove pineapple up your ass. <laughs> you really don't like your ass touch, do you? I mean, I like my ass cheek squeezed, but that's about it. Slapped, squeezed, that's fine, but you stay away from the... Mm. <laughs> Exit only. I will clench that shit so hard. <laughs> They're going to be telling me in the room to relax. I'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, eat a bag of dicks. Eat a bag of dicks, motherfucker. <laughs> You ain't going in there. I don't care. Just do the upper GI. We're fine down there. It's fine. Fuckers. <laughs> I like how she outed herself on the radio just for me talking about a procedure. <laughs> she, we're going to get off the radio. Why'd you talk about it? I was like, why the fuck you bring it up? I didn't. <laughs> she always falls into that trap. Always. What do we got? We got your butthole. Is going to go get another one because I'm going to sign you up for one. (laughs) It's going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be fun. (laughs) Whatever our audience have to say. Bush Bush Wolf says, lots of heat from demons. Dirty knobs, unicorn riding bicycles. (laughs) 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 Dark soul. Being tortured by women not able to touch. Damn, ouch. <laughs> Dirty Knob says use it to make diamonds china. <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> <yeah>. My <laughs> shit's going to squeeze so I'm going to squeeze my cheeks so hard I'm going to make diamonds. I don't know, man. I think he brought up the unicorn. That way you'd sit on top of the horn. Ew. Donna says no batteries for vibrators. Fuck, no USB ports either. <laughs> You girls are fucked. <laughs> We're fucked in hell. Not even literally. Right? <laughs> no batteries and no USB charge. That screws me over right there. <laughs> You're done. You're over with. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> Poor China. Gonna it's going to be a hard no- month next month. <laughs> it's dirty enough, so. 
<laughs> tell, tell Corey he's next. We got to tell our kid he's getting one. <laughs> fuck. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's fun talking the second half of the show about China's ass. About my butthole? Yes. You know what? They mm. do videotape that stuff. I wonder if they can give it to me so I'd edit it in. This is what China's ass looks like. They're gonna vid- they video they video record from my stomach. I don't know about the butthole because <laughs> I never had that. But if there's a camera going in there, let me tell you, they're recording something. <laughs> and here it is, the track down China's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Take a roller coaster ride. We can make it live. I won't get that though. They won't give me that shit. <laughs> You get pics, Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the inside of China's butthole. (laughs) Oh, gross. I just threw up in my mouth. Thanks, guys. Great. We'll see you tomorrow for hump day. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV channel over on Roku as well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.